This is the Hypothetically Sound Podcast, hosted by Alec, Kevin, Randy, and Xavier. A show that explores the maybes, how comes, and what ifs of life. Join in on the unfiltered, raw, and real conversations today. All right, welcome back to Hypothetically Sound. Uh, we're going to continue on our World Mysteries uh, tour here with uh, Ancient Egypt, boys. Now, Nice. I chose ancient Egypt because it is shrouded in mystery. The, I mean, the mythology is super cool. The pyramids, you got the Sphinx, you got just the culture in general is just a complete mystery to us uh, for the most part. You got the hieroglyphics along with mummification and all these things. Um, but I do want to start off by talking about the pyramids, uh, the great pyramids of uh, Giza. Giza? Giza? Giza. Nah, that's that's Italian. <laughs> Gouda cheese. Also, probably. I don't know my cheese. Dude, I'm from Wisconsin. I don't know my cheese. Oh God, I'm crucified. Crucified. <laughs> Anyways, the pyramids are probably they are one of the great wonders of the world. The seven biggest wonders, um, mm-hmm. because everything about them doesn't make sense. We, we've explored some of them, we've came up with theories about them, and yet no one can decide or agree on a lot of these things. Uh, for example, a lot of the pyramids had like secret rooms in it. Um, yeah. In 1993, they put a robot into one of the pyramids uh, in the southern shaft of one, and they noticed that there was uh, an empty space behind another door, which was found a little bit later. Why is he smiling like that? Because <laughs> he said shaft. <laughs> Fucking each. More importantly, the southern shaft. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So um, it, it examined and it found this little room, and it was whatever. People were like, what the fuck? It's kind of weird, right? Well, in 2010... Uh, they brought a new robot, a more modernized one, and it took photos, you know, of the same area, and it showed like copper handles and uh, some paintings in there. But despite no one being in there for nine years, they had like uh, fresh scratches and stuff on the walls and ceiling. Huh. Sounds like crazy. rats, maybe something like that. I mean, it could possibly be animals, but like it's it's it's, it's decent size. I, I would say it is kind of a decent size. Like I I think a person could fit into it. Mm-hmm. So rats getting the ceiling might be a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, another big mystery is about how old these uh, pyramids are. Um, people assume that the sphinx that sits right outside of them is younger than the pyramids themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And judging by the erosion of the sphinx, uh, it takes about 8,000 years to get to the point it was, which um, places a lot of doubt on the original theories of the age of the Great Pyramids. Yeah. I have a whole like uh, theory of my own with the pyramids, because like, you know, because like how they're built, right? That in itself is a mystery that we, you know, still have trouble coming to agreement on how it was done. Um, I always thought, you know, 
people are like, oh, they, they were built from the ground up. I think they were built from the up down, from the top down. That's See, what I think personally. Uh, a lot of uh, people, there or a lot of people, there have been theories that have been tossed around where they were built right on top of one another, like the blocks were. Mm-hmm. Um, but that which would explain like the weight and the lack of gaps between them, but like other geologists would debunk it by saying that the blocks are processed uh, sedimentary rocks, um, which I have no idea what the fuck that means. I just read it and it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Anyways, that they're processed in a way that they couldn't just be built on top of one another because I'm assuming it had to uh, take time to dry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I think they were built from like the top down. Um, you know, it would only in my in my brain at least make sense because you know sand shifts things like that. Um, you know sand dunes, all that. That's all shifting sand. Um, it definitely would be possible to build a pyramid in the sand in over you know thousands of years with the earth changing, sand moving. That they you know kind of have shown the body that was originally underground. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh... I, I can't see that. And what, what's crazy about the ancient Egypt culture is there are 2,000 years that we have no idea what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, the pre-Dionysic period uh, from, like, 5,000 B.C. to 31,000 B.C., there's not much detail. And what we're guessing is that during this time, they were learning all these things to become the powerhouse that they became over the next 3,000 years. So mm-hmm. we're talking about a 2,000-year period where like look at us where how far we've gotten in 2000 years in mm-hmm. uh in our current culture uh so imagine what they could do in 2000 years and so like just some of the things that they were able to accomplish pyramids to me are probably top 3 of the most insane things that they were able to do mm-hmm. uh like the fact that they were able to develop not only develop a language but develop math and science and uh mm-hmm. all these things that they developed that we use now that we come come from the culture is insane so the fact that i've never seen the inside of a pyramid but like we know how big they are just in scale and i'm assuming they're not hollow they have uh like you said they have rooms and stuff in them like imagine that that scale and putting rooms in it and still being structurally sound to last thousands of years Mm-hmm. absurd just without modern technology yeah. yeah yeah so like where like i don't there isn't a i don't i don't see pyramids as a simple uh try and try again until it works it seems like something that they just developed and did like are there pyramids out there that are failures that we've discovered like i i personally don't know i didn't come across in any in the research leading up to this i guess maybe i didn't think about it but like are there failed pyramids like do we have examples of failed architecture from the egyptian period so the weird thing about that actually is that um there is different types of pyramids in egypt and there's uh one of the oldest ones is actually like a step pyramid which in my opinion seems more realistic of a building like humans building a said pyramid you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. uh And this one was like the oldest, one of the oldest ones. So at some point in time, they had to come up with a way to make it a pyramid smooth as possible. 
and like too too perfect, right? And it's not just like how perfect the pyramid is. Uh, these things stand extremely tall, 146 meters tall. You know, they're like 240 ish meters wide, give or take. You know what I'm saying? Like right. these things are fucking huge. Yeah, it's um, a small structure. It took like 2.5 million blocks to make it. Um, and a lot of geologists say that some of the stones are from over 500 miles away, which is kind of sketchy thinking about the fact that they didn't have like wheels and shit. They did have some really well-crafted boats, though, living on the Nile. They did have they came up with some really cool boats so that I can un- I can see. Uh, if they they crafted fishing boats and other boats that they could have crafted a boat specifically made to transport heavy rock. I mean, for sure, but you still got to get said rock into boat. Yeah. And like a lot of them are, uh, I did see a lot of like weird predictions when doing research on this that said that uh, some people think the construction time for these only took like 20 years. Hmm. And that That's... seems really weird, right? Well, didn't, mm-hmm. didn't we find like isn't there isn't there evidence that they were they developed mass like production lines uh, early on? So like a lot of wood logs that they used to transport heavy things, and like the, obviously slave labor, uh, labor. But I thought there was evidence out there that they developed multiple different forms of uh, assembly lines to move objects quickly be it rope and pulleys. Because like you said, they are the pioneers of, of math and medicine and science. So like it wouldn't be outside of the realm of thinking that they developed a nice geometry algorithm to move these things quickly and make them way less than they actually did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, that's fair. But to do what they did, uh, and this includes like, they somehow managed to line up like their top, uh, their tower, their pyramids, and all that stuff to uh, almost almost face exactly like true north. So their points all are almost exactly aligned on the compass using like probably just stars and stuff, right? Yeah, right. Um, and doing other like crazy shit like that, like just having a great like knowledge of detail and just uh, architectural skill in general. Um, but. Even today, like with our technology, that's still a lot to pull off. I, like, I don't. Like, I think we could do it. Have we attempted to make a pyramid similar to that? Notice? Like, Vegas and shit has their replicas. I know that's obviously made out of steel and glass. And but, like, no, that's the thing, right? Is like, I don't know if we'd be able to do it the way they did it, mm-hmm. or do it as well as they did, even with our technology. Yeah, and that's what makes the the guy like it's just weird, right? Because we're assuming it's it's a couple makeshift, uh, you know, assembly lines and slaves that did it all. What do you think did it? Um, I don't know. Um, I I have no idea. I'm not gonna lie. Like I do believe like aliens fucked with the uh, Egyptians at some point, right? based off of, like, hieroglyphs that were found and just, like, again, some things just don't add up. Yeah. But, the crazy... 
Um, oh, go for it. I'm I sorry. I was just gonna no. I was just gonna say that um, kind of like in regards to the the slave concept. Um, at the same time, though, I don't. I don't really know if those could be built by slaves. I yeah. think you would need you would need people smarter than that to do that but sort of construction. I, and that's the thing. I don't think slave drivers could do it like could command either. Like you would literally need the person who is A building big it. Yeah, the, <laughs> the people that who designed it need to be everywhere at once. Like without technology having to move that much, you know, constantly. You would either have to build it in pieces, mm-hmm. which would also make it really difficult to do in 20 years, uh, and making sure everything's even, uh, or you would need some sort of help through like technology or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's also really weird about them is like the reason they're built as tombs. The extravagantness mm-hmm. of just the culture uh, of their dead. Uh, you know, a uh, real popular one is like King Tut, mm-hmm. uh, which surrounds a whole mystery in his pyramid and tomb. Uh, because you guys heard of the King Tut curse, right? The, the curse of the King Tut? No. You haven't heard about that? No, I have not. All right. So back in like 92, when they first found his tomb, uh, they found a plaque within it that uh, essentially warned them that there would be a dire punishment or something for anyone who entered the tomb because it's cursed. Um, they didn't believe it, obviously, and they went in. But by 1930, there was a reports of about 22 deaths among those who were present when the tomb was open. Hmm. So in eight years, 22 people who worked on that died. Maybe asbestos? Uh, but it wasn't just like them. It was also like uh, their family members. Oh. So like direct relatives as well. So like, well, um, the only theory is, yeah, yeah, uh, is there was like poison or something on the walls that uh, obviously it would was make sense. Because you would, you would assume like pharaohs were such a big deal, the pyramids, the Egypt's like they were the Egyptians were constantly being invaded by different people trying to take them over. Uh so it would make sense that they would have some kind of booby trap mm-hmm. and long-term defense against people trying to find the money that they were buried with or yeah, yeah, uh, any of the one. things that they were buried with. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm going to put this like this little bit on a little post-it note stick on the board we're going to come back to it. Um when they examine Tut's body to find out how he dies. That's also another mystery. No one knows how. Some think it might be a chariot accident. Some people he might think he might have got kicked by a hippo. He died young. He's 19. Yeah, 19. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when they examine the stuff, they realize that he had like a club foot and couldn't stand by himself even. So like a lot of these things got thrown out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like they noticed that he was like missing parts of his ribs and stuff. And some people theorized that they were like grave robbers because uh, mummies got put jewels and stuff in their body when they died. And so they mm-hmm. assumed the grave robbers, you know, snatched the jewels. But going back to the poison thing, if his tomb was lined with poison and somehow that poison stayed dormant for thousands of years, right? Mm hmm. 
oh, how, why wouldn't it still be in there when, like, let's say those grave robbers wouldn't, right? Or, like, people who checked it out now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Like, you would have traces even on the body itself when you studied it. True, true. The wasn't it in practice for Egypt to when mummifying, um, you know, they would open the body, um, you know, put the organs and pieces through different processes in order to preserve them. Would that not be a time that that some of that could have happened as well, though, as mementos or things like that for their people? I think I think so. I think that's a fair point. It's kind of what I would think of, um, because you know, if it was poison, you know, whoever was there would have been affected by a grave robber or not. Um, so that would be the only thing that I could think that could, you know, coincide with it being lined with poison or anything like that. Was would be that you know they originally put in there that way. Um, that would be the only thing that makes sense to me. Um, I feel, but I also feel like, uh, I read somewhere, I, don't quote me on this, uh, but I read somewhere, I believe that, uh, a lot of times that servants and stuff were locked into the room with them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's kind of like, um, Genghis Khan. Uh, his, his was a little different. His, 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 his was more extreme. To what the uh, Egyptians did, but there's there's reason to believe that King Khan did his same burial t- as uh the same two Egyptians. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think I think it was servants and close relatives, uh, for some pharaohs were locked in, and it wasn't like they were murdered in there. I'm pretty sure they were left food and thing in light and stuff like that to, to, to take to, care of all the final preparations yeah of the and to live a little bit and i yeah. think some were left poisoned too if they wanted to leave early night like that uh but it's still still crazy like this this ultimate being in your culture passes away and people willingly give up their lives for it like i'm looking there there's been many many pharaohs obviously we're talking about almost 6,000 years of culture. Uh, and for a good, there's a good chunk that we don't know about early pharaohs. Obviously, I told you first 2,000 years, not much known. Like, they have guesses, and most of the guesses I'm seeing, like, they have names and from, like, uh, pottery and stuff. And most of it says, believed to never existed. Like, so, like, the beginning pharaohs are such a mystery that maybe something in that time frame that we don't know has led to that culture of practice. Maybe, like we said, uh, <clears throat> battles over uh, whoever the next pharaoh will be, maybe battles over wealth or uh, desecration led to the pyramids being necessary. Or maybe, you know, it simply and probably likely uh, scenario is one pharaoh uh, his his ego was bigger than everybody before him and wanted the ultimate uh burial and he said and figured out what better way to do it than have me in 
the biggest possible place, kind of like Taj Mahal. He uh, wanted something for his wife, and the biggest pyramid was actually a uh, pharaoh, thought to be a pharaoh's uh, pyramid, created to be his grand entrance into the afterlife. Which, which brings me to something else I want to discuss: uh, the belief system of the Egyptians. Now, uh, we are in modern day used to one God. That is the common belief in many cultures around the world. Uh, but before one God became prevalent, it was you had the Greek gods, which I firm I if I had to believe in a a system of religion, it would be more along the lines of the Greek gods. Uh, and then there's the Egyptian gods. They had many, many gods for many, many different things. Uh, do you, th- like, and this is, obviously, this is incredibly hypothetical because there's no way to prove it, uh, false or true. Uh, do you think that, uh, similar to my belief in Jesus, it was just a man that was extraordinary in his time? Do you think these gods that they worship were extraordinary people or actual beings from maybe a different dimension, maybe alien or actual gods? Uh, I would say that they, in reality, I would say they're actual beings, but I think in reality, they like for the Nile, uh, Sobek, the god of the Nile, he's a crocodile, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming what happened is they saw lots and lots of crocodiles in the Nile and assume that the crocodile ruled the Nile, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how you get Sobek. Um, same with Ra, he's a bird. Yeah, a lot of their, a lot of their uh, gods in Egyptian culture is based around human bodies with some form of animal head. Um, Oh, and like I also think, like with mythology, I think uh, the belief of Osiris probably contributed to the mummification process mm-hmm. on why they did it, uh, just for him coming back to life after being rebuilt. Um, which can make sense why they try to preserve organs and stuff and put them back and all that fun jazz. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. one day they may get rebuilt like Osiris, and that's kind of like. Yeah, much like, you know, through time, how religions kind of exist. Um, I think it was there to, you know, control people, give them a sense of hope, but also a sense of direction, um, and then use that to, you know, power or fuel towards a individual direction. Mm-hmm. I def- like I said, I, I'm, I'm more like if I had to pick one that I believe is true, Greek mythologies, which is something I want to cover later on in our podcast uh, future. Uh, but Greek mythology and their gods seem more believable, I guess, in my mind and seem like less of a crutch. But but I, I think most I see I, my person, most religious things are crutches in my mind. Uh, I personally think that Egyptian mythologies uh more realistic uh but yeah uh so what is your so as we're talking about their gods and mythology uh i think it would be amiss to not bring up their worship of cats 
how do you think that became a thing? Like for me, uh, I, I honestly don't, I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, kind of like superstition, a cat walked through or did something at the perfect time and someone with power witnessed it and was like, this is what we have to have. This is a creature that we need to protect and watch after. Because uh, looking at things during research, they they believe that almost every household held a cat to two for luck. You ready for this? Yeah. About the nerd out, boy. All right. So like Bassett, um being in, in some cases or some readings uh, is the daughter of Ra, right? One of yeah. the daughters of Ra. Uh, which is one of the their big big gods, you know, god of the sun. He brings the day. Uh, he, he fights off the serpent of night every you know day to bring the sun back. Um, Basset is seen as like the goddess of like the home, uh, fertility, childbirth. So as important Ra is to bring the sun every day, Basset would be seen as the thing to keep them going. Like that is the deity of, like, move, like generations essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think since Basset was also pictured as a cat, depicted as a cat, uh, having it in your home would make sense for luck because you know you're worshiping Basset's beast. Um, to bring luck for just a domestic wife, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think like Basset is the main female goddess, I guess. Like you know, every pantheon has that one goddess that has like w- their goddess of way too many things. Mm-hmm. I think Basset's that for them. Also, cats are probably everywhere in Egypt, so probably also helped with that. <laughs> Makes sense. Like, yeah, no, that makes that makes sense. Good, glad to see that. You guys don't think I'm talking on my ass here. <laughs> Thinking I didn't think that from the very beginning. <laughs> Listen here, kid. You know I'm not going to do it. Um, on the but back to uh, the pyramids a bit more. Um, it's pretty interesting though um, when we talk about how they're built and things like that, because like. One of the coffers, um, for example, that was in the Pyramid of Khufu, um, the Great Pyramid of Giza, um, was a granite coffer that was made in a single piece. Like, there wasn't multiple pieces to it, and it was bigger than the doorway into it. So that means that it was there from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So that's where, you know... It really, it really makes you wonder: Were they built from the bottom up, and they prepared on the way up? Were they built from the top down? Everything had to be planned perfectly. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, they had to be geniuses in architecture because, like, all the pyramids have little slots and openings and rooms and stuff, mm. and to make sure that the, the the thing could still support it with all these gaps in its core structure. Like, there, it had to be right. something weird, right? And this is right. assuming that there aren't more rooms that we haven't discovered, which I oh. 
I'm sure there are. I'm sure yeah, there's, there's a whole there's a whole tunnel system under the pyramids. So that alone kind of I don't know. Pyramids are weird, man. And yeah, I yeah. I honestly don't think we have a brain that would be able to make one from scratch and get it to work. As a well. little bit to a little bit to note, which has probably came to light um, a little bit more as of now. I haven't done too much research, but um, again, the t- there are tunnels below the pyramids as well. Um, and unfortunately, there's not much information that is out there because it's under a high level of confidentiality. It really makes you wonder, you know, if everything else is public, why would something like, you know, those tunnels be something confidential? For sure. Uh, for sure. It, I think they're going to remain the great, one of the greatest mysteries of our world, you know, along with like Stonehenge and all them. Yeah. Um, it's kind of terrifying to think about that there was a civilization like that at some point, uh, if they did it themselves even, that died out. And that's, that's the crazy thing, and I, something I was going to bring up here soon. Like, the ancient Egyptians, wow, I can't speak. Uh, they were so powerful and so technology advanced. And to end the way they did is, it's weird. It's like, it's the same with, like, all of the great, the Roman Empire, everything like that, just ending the way they do. So, in around 500 BC, uh, Egypt is taken over by the Persians. And then around 300 BC, uh, the Persian Empire just gives Egypt to Alexander the Great. And then uh, after he conquered Egypt, uh, it eventually ends up in the hands of the Romans uh, after they defeated Mark Antony and Cleopatra. And like, and that's a whole huge thing, but like, do, do you think, and this could be the last thing we talk about, do you think when you're so, you're seen as such a power and so advanced, do you get law yourself into a comfort of no one can touch us? Or do you think there is a lifespan of a world power that us in America, even though I don't think America is a world power per se, uh, the, the people, there are people who believe that. Do you think just like the Egyptians, the Romans, the Greeks, we are heading into a downfall law? Or do you I, think we're still have one would grow? I think, first, I want to say, I think the Egyptian um, uh, patriarchy, I don't know what the fuck to call it, uh, the Egyptian empire, part of the reason it went down is because their their thirst for power. I don't think it was mm-hmm. like a lull of power. Uh, I think, like, partially, like, Cleopatra going with the Romans and all that was a direct, re- uh, a direct, I can't think of the word, reason, I guess, yeah, a direct reason of uh, the downfall of the Empire. Mm-hmm. I think it was right, the start of the hill. Right. And that's, uh, I, w- I would say, because you would think, right, they were architects, they weren't war, they weren't a war civilization. But they, yeah, think, sorry, no, no. I was gonna say I think that gives them a socialized uh, advantage, a sociable advantage over, let's say, the Romans, because just their architecture and everything was superior mm-hmm. at the time. 
and that gives them power in that sense. Right. Um, because that's all that's all you had then was either armies or architecture and culture. And and, and Xavier's point for as advanced as they were in things, their typical military equipment, bows and arrows, spears, and round tipped shields. Mm-hmm. Like you you think that in there you're going up if as soon as the Persians, the the Greeks and the Romans come in, they're coming in with steel and iron. One hundred percent uh agriculture difference. Like it's probably way harder to find it's metal okay. yeah. shit in Egypt than it is in Rome at the true. time. True, true. It was one hundred percent just land privilege. Um I mean the same thing happened in Africa when it was invaded by Europe and things like that. Like just one hundred percent resource privileges. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have many threats besides, you know, things that you could potentially avoid easily, like a hippo or a crocodile. Uh, you don't really see the need to advance your weaponry as much. Yeah. So. Is it like that they don't have a need? Or they don't have the ability to? Because when you have, you know, you surround yourself with like-minded people. And, for example, Egypt was all about the architecture. You would think it'd be very hard to find a individual that was, you know, persuasive enough in their culture to change the path or direction that society is looking at. Which, uh, you know, we even see in America, where we funnel a lot of our money towards certain things, and it's hard to, you know, once people's mind are set on something or direction, it's hard to take them off of that direction and bring them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I th- I think it's a resource game. I think like they put all their resources into making the pyramids and stuff, and they probably just didn't have any more to advance other things. Right, right. It's I mean, true because most of their military was used to protect uh, their uh, fields and crops and everything along the Nile, and then eventually uh, it's believed that some pharaohs may have fought, kind of been like the leader, like Alexander the Great and things uh, like that. But most of them just stayed back uh, to it got to a point where they just hired mercenaries to do their work, which I think if you and obviously 300 isn't the most accurate movie to go off if it's a story. But when uh, they come, the Egyptians come to take over the land or the Persians come over to take the land, most of their army is filled with mercenaries or people from different uh cultures and i think that's what may have led to the downfall too in the egyptian culture is you don't when you're not fighting for your homeland especially in a time like that it's not as important to you so you can run if things start getting bad Mm -hmm. where if you're fighting if you're like the greeks or the romans you're fighting for your land uh it's not someone else fighting in a different land Yeah. It's wild. No, it really it, is. There's so much to uh to get into with 
the Egyptian culture. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way in a 40-minute, 30-minute podcast you can even touch on a percentage of what is the ancient culture of Egypt. And we do our best <laughs> to, you know, hit on things and talk about as much as we can and be informative as much as we can. Yeah. You guys know that there's a mortar used on the pyramids that still supposedly we can't figure out what the ingredients are? Interesting. Probably cat poop. Probably. Or a lot of something from human bodies. I mean, it could also just be poison. Who knows? I mean, but not everybody who goes to the pyramids is just dying. I mean, have you been to the pyramids? Have you been inside? No. There you go. Do you know anyone no, who has? And, and I'm not, do you know, do you know anyone who has? No. I'm not even, exactly. Exactly. I mean, Why? Because they all dead. They're dead. They're dead. They're dead. Nah. I mean, like, even, even externally, you know, what they use to seal the stones and the gaps in between and stuff like that. I don't know. But, uh, it's, it's weird. It, it is a very weird thing. Um, hey... Again, it's one of those mysteries that I don't think we will ever, ever discover. And I think, like, the, the confidential shit will only make us question more things mm-hmm. rather than give answers. Uh, pyramids are just... Egypt in general is just a fascinating, mysterious culture, and I think that's part of the major appeal of it, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I agree. Yeah. All right, and with that, <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah, yeah, with that, that wraps up the podcast. Uh, at least this episode. Uh, is there anything uh, you want to say? It's, it's really weird. It's usually what you say, Rand. Uh, yeah. It's, it's shout outs and the uh, promotion, you know. Yeah. The Ribble shout Rabble. Shout out and sell out. Yeah, I got it. I got a shout out to everybody out there that owns a cat. Deep down in your soul, you were probably Egyptian at one point if you actually really, literally, really, really stop it. That cats. gives them the N word pass. Don't tell them that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the guy on the podcast said I was Egyptian. <laughs> I can say nigga. <laughs> also, sellout time, sirbudai.com slash merch. Feel free For to go sure. ahead and check that out. Definitely we'll say on Amazon, up. but Amazon being a little buster and not wanting to put our clothes on there. It has been a while. Uh, hopefully we can get that working soon. Some new Wait. designs probably soon, TM? Uh, yeah, actually, actually yes. Yeah. Uh, been working on a lot of stuff. We also are going to start selling prints. So that's a thing. Yeah. What's a print? A print? It's yeah. posters. Oh. Yeah, digital paintings, uh, Crazy, wacky cartoons, things like that. Why don't you just call it a poster? Uh, because they're prints of art. They're art prints. Oh, and if you're into NFT field, you know, maybe in the next couple months there might be an. Bye. God damn it, dude! How much shit do I gotta do? Why y'all all putting all this and if, on me? What? And if you go all to it. our YouTube channel, Hypothetically I... Sound, you'll see our "You Laugh, You Lose" series and all kinds of different content coming out. So the "Laugh, You Lose" series is absolutely something. But if you guys want to hear them sing off tune and out of sync, never happened. Or see yeah. Alika do the cinnamon challenge and uh, never not handle it well. 
Yeah, yeah. It clumped in my throat, man. I, I thought you were good with clumps in your throat. That's weird. No, that's <laughs> only for you, dog. Okay. And then, uh, on that, as we always do, we're just going to end this podcast awkwardly. So thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. You're not putting, don't uh, fucking yeah, put that always, in. I always put it in. I always, if you guys listened, you would see all the shit I leave in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got me. You got me good. You got me good. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Love you. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Hypothetically Sound. We hope you enjoyed the episode. All episodes can be found at hypotheticallysound.podbean.com, as well as on Apple, Spotify, and Pandora. For full unedited video versions of the podcast, please visit us at youtube.com slash hypotheticallysound.